Welcome to the Wardrobe Muse, helping you dress from the inside out. Feeling wardrobe challenged? Discover your style with me. I love working with women to identify their authentic self through clothing, to craft and maintain simple wardrobes that reflect who they truly are and that work for their lifestyles. To work together, visit me on the web at lastwardrobe.com. Visit lasswardrobe.com. Here's your host, Lisa. Hi, it's Lisa Santin with another episode of The Wardrobe Muse. And my guest today, I'm so excited, is Lisa Kendrick Nichols. She is the owner of 12 Oak Growth and Renewal Center in Beverly Farms. And let me just tell you a little bit about her. And then, of course, I'll let her correct me. (laughs) So she opened up 12 Oak Growth in 2014 in the fall. And there's so many wonderful offerings there. So you can do Reiki services there, uh, relax and restore yoga, meditation, a variety of workshops. She has card readings and medium uh, spirit nights there. So there's a little bit of something for everyone. But let me tell you more about her. She is a landmark educator at Landmark School. She's been there since 1986 and brings a wealth of that education knowledge to her work at 12 Oak Growth. So it's really a center for learning. And she was educated in religious studies at Wells College And also holds a master's degree from Simmons College. Now, I'm telling you all of this not to brag about my friend, although I love to brag, but because we co-created together a workshop that we delivered in February of this year. And it was Discover Your Goddess and Find Your Inner Style. So we're going to talk a lot about that today. But before we get into that, I want Lisa to speak for herself and give us a little sense of why she opened 12 Oak growth uh, back in the fall of 2014. Thank you for having me. This is really fun. I had always wanted to really come back to my religious studies. I was fortunate to find the space at 12 Oak Growth and Renewal, because as you know, that's my husband's space. I wasn't going to say and, the um, secret, but <laughs> we have to share things in the family. We do, we do keep it a business arrangement. And I rent the first floor of 12 Oak. And I had known I was going to open something there for a long time. And first I thought it would be a tutoring center. After my daughter, Maria Elena, and I became trained in Reiki, I realized I wanted it to be a Reiki center. And then it evolved. And I told my dad that 12 Oak Growth and Renewal represents why I got a bachelor's degree in religious studies, which of course my, as you know, my love was really studying about the goddesses and in particular reconnecting with Mary Magdalene and studying the history of her role in Christianity. So that's that's really, and that of course is tied in with the card readings and with many of the things that we've done there and like our workshop. I was really intrigued by the amount of information that Lisa holds around this divine feminine, the goddess energy, and however that manifests for people, and then the historical perspective of Mary Magdalene, and 
she had this wonderful course that she offered over, was it three or four? Four Sundays. Sundays. Um, so a bunch of us got together and just tapped into the wisdom of, you know, I don't want to date ourselves here, but Lisa's been studying this, you know, since college in Wells right. College. So, you know, this goes back to the 80s. So she has a lot of um, sort of the richness of this from, I think, both the historical perspective and then the perspective of through religious studies, what some of these um, icons mean. And tell us a little bit more, Lisa, about that. Well, for me, I would say it even goes back to when I was a little girl. And my parents were liberal people who took us, our big rule was we went to church every Sunday. And our church was a congregational church. And it was a very loving community. But I, as a as just, you know, a seven-year-old girl, it aggravated me. I'd sit there and think, where's the girl? And I would be father, son, Holy Ghost, where's the mother? Where's the girl? And in the Protestant church, we didn't have the same reverence for the Blessed Mother that they do in, in the Catholic church. So I would sit there as a little girl stewing over this. And in 19, I think it was like 1972, because I was about 10 years old, my parents got the Jesus Christ Superstar album and we sat and listened to it. And I just had this strongest feeling. I, I just knew in my heart that Jesus loved Mary Magdalene and that she was more important than anyone was telling me. And so that was part of what led me to start in college. I took a class on introduction to the New Testament, and I became hooked. And that's when I became a religious studies major. And we finished in 1984, before graduation, our last class was called The Quest for Historical Jesus. And we finished that class at my professor, Arthur Bellanzoni's home, listening to Jesus Christ Superstar. So it all came in a circle. Full circle. And I did not stop studying, as you know, I just, anything historical or even fictional that I can acquire. I read about Mary Magdalene and feel a strong connection with her. And with the Blessed Mother also, who I now realize has always been one of my guides. I love the fact that Lisa has taken, you know, a pretty traditional college education, but tied it back to the things in her life that made sense, even as a small child, and then goes on to become an educator at Landmark School and then further goes on to develop Twelve Oak as a center of learning uh, for women, not that men are excluded in any way, but um, there's a huge power there. And when you go to take classes or get a Reiki session or have a reading, you really feel this maternal, very, very powerful energy that Lisa's cultivated in that space. And I know that there's a lot of healers on the North Shore of Boston for People listening to this that are not here in, in this area, we're just north of Boston. So there's a lot of healers that have begun their practice work 
uh, at 12 Oak and had an opportunity to develop their own practices there. So Lisa holds space for, for women to do this work. Talk a little bit about that, Lisa. When I went to Wells, it was an all-women's college, and I was just really blessed to be part of that community. And I have very strong female role models in my family and in my dad always encouraged my sister and I that we could do anything. So we we never felt, I want to say, we never felt less than because we were female. We felt really strong. But when you go through adolescence and you're a young woman and you start, you're affected by society, I think that was hard in some ways for my sister and I. And not having the same kind of confidence or voice we might have had. And then when I was so fortunate to work at Landmark School, I started thinking about how women in particular are expected by society to manage life through language. So when you're a woman and you have any kind of learning disability, what does that mean for you? Mm -hmm. So that piece of my work at Landmark, which is just a wonderful place that has been so supportive to me with my um, venturing into 12 Oak. But really, as an academic advisor in the 90s, I started reading a lot more about young girls and what it meant for them to have a language disability. And that brought me back in a lot of ways to revisiting and thinking about what does this mean? What if all young girls heard our father, our mother in the Lord's Prayer? What if that was part of our culture? How would that be different for all women? But I was really thinking about young women and fostering that self-love that comes from loving your own spirit and and knowing that you're holy, that you're a holy being. So that is tied in in that my teaching and my witnessing of young women struggling to manage every aspect of their life through language with an additional challenge of a language disability, that got me reconnecting to the goddess and how could she help and how could we nurture and really heal and strengthen our inner souls through the connection with her. I don't know if I'm being clear. Absolutely clear. Then I realized 12 Oak, it's not just young women with a language disability that need that uplifting and reconnection to their soul and to acknowledging themselves as a divine being. It's really all women. And this is where Lisa and I were like, kismet. I'd been going there to practice some of the modalities of Reiki, um, yoga. And I was sharing often with Lisa that in my work as a style coach, I'm not able to make breakthroughs with women because it's not really about the wardrobe or the closet being ineffective, or them buying the wrong things. It's about them not connecting to their real inner, wonderful, goddess, divine, feminine, all these things that we're talking about today. Unless my clients can really connect in 
to themselves and really feel confident and beautiful and wonderful and acknowledge that other side of themselves, the more spiritual side, adorning themselves becomes, it's nothing. It's, it's really not going to work. So Lisa and I started to have this discussion and we're like, well, the body of information that you hold around this, this goddess element, the divine feminine, can we tap into that and create a workshop where we really start helping women to reconnect back to feeling really good about themselves? And then whatever we're going to coach them with regard to their wardrobe just becomes a big plus. That's one of my favorite workshops that we've done at 12 Oak. We're doing it again, and by the way. we are doing it again. We'll get dates out there to our audience very soon. Because if you can't discover that goddess self, that divine feminine, that, that spiritual piece of yourself, then you're never going to find your inner style or your confidence or how to move and be in the world. And that's where we wanted to jointly empower women. I, I really think that when a woman can connect with her inner divine self and express it, she feels so wonderful. When we worked together with the goddess workshop, just even thinking about colors and textures and how those connect to our own goddess energy, it really awakened, I think, a lot of joy for the women there. Yeah, we had a wonderful group to kind of pilot this and and make sure that, you know, we were honoring all of the information that Lisa, I love how we have two Lisas here today, <laughs> um, Lisa, that Lisa, uh, honoring all of the academic and all of that wonderful historic information and the icons we were bringing forth to demonstrate divine femininity, but then being able to be playful with that and pair it back to what I do with, again, the textures, the drape of things that you're going to wear, the colors you select, kind of drawing out that inner energy, that real power that we all have. I think it's amazing when you see people dressing or wearing symbology that they don't even realize is a reflection of the goddess and you can still see it. So to me, that is just even more of a confirmation of how much a part of us she really is. But we have to be able to tap back into it in an intellectual way. And I think we raised that level of awareness. We had the intellectual piece. We had the academic piece. We had the historic piece. And then we were able to kind of play on the energy in the room of of women and really had a good sharing of, you know, once you tap that, um, that inner goddess, that divine feminine power, then other things just come into place in terms of your confidence, how you move in the world, how you then decide to adorn or wardrobe yourself. So we found that it was really um, a conversation that people might not have seeked out, but when we made it available, people really wanted to. It really tap resonated into it. with the women there. They were all glowing. Mm-hmm. And I just keep thinking of, I had this friend, Adriana, in college, and she had a purple dress. And when she wore that purple dress, she felt so beautiful. And that's such a powerful goddess color. And it's also the Reiki color for healing. 
So it makes sense to me now, thinking back on that, why she felt so spectacular in that dress. And Lisa, tell us a little bit more about like this story you're talking about really ties in. How does Reiki and the yoga piece tie into this you know, energy, because we're calling it divine feminine. We're calling it goddess. People might not be so comfortable with those terms. Sure. So talk about it from the Reiki perspective and, and that energy flow. Well, the Reiki energy is available to everybody. It's universal energy that we can all tap into. When you learn or are attuned to Reiki, that's really an acknowledgement to the universal energy that you're allowing it to come in and come in, travel through you, and out of your hands. Where We have our energy centers, our chakras. The Reiki travels and works through our chakras. And then that energy that you feel when you're on the Reiki table, that's not my energy. That's energy that I've invited to flow through me. And then it goes into your body and works with your energy and your your body starts to heal itself. And that can be an emotional healing as well as a physical healing. I work with a lot of people who are struggling with anxiety or sleeplessness as well as different health challenges. I'm not much of an athlete, so I never thought I would be teaching yoga. And my dear friend Jackie from college She wrote me into her yoga teacher training to do Reiki so that all of her students became trained in Reiki 1 because the connection energetically through yoga and Reiki is amazing. I think of them like cousins, and I can't really think of one without the other. But Jackie insisted that I, well, she didn't, she invited me to take, strongly invited me to take the yoga teacher training. And throughout it, I thought, this is wonderful, but I am never teaching this. And she kept saying to me, you're going to find yourself doing relax and restore yoga with people. And I thought, yeah, that's never happening. And then after graduating from the yoga teacher training, I invited people to help me get experience so that I could get my certificate. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm to come to 12 Oak and and do Relax and Restore Yoga with me. That was four years ago. And Jackie was right. I really love doing Relax and Restore Yoga for people. And while they're in gentle poses, I can offer Reiki to them so they get the benefit of both. Of both. And that centering, that using the mind-body experience, the centering with the yoga, rest and restore, and then the additional Reiki starts to open people up, I believe, to then maybe they'll say, wow, I want to do that that course on the goddess because it, now I'm feeling they, more they in definitely, touch. Absolutely. And let me tap into what that all means. Right. And then we can expose people to that notion that really within each of us is all the power we need. And energetically- it is all connected. And you know yourself, the synchronicities that we share. Mm-hmm. And I had one on my way here. I got a message from a young woman who's come to different events at 12 Oak. 
and just started reading a book on Mary Magdalene. And she, right on my way here, sent me a message asking if she can come over so we can talk about it. And I thought, that's so interesting that these synchronicities yeah, never yeah, keep stop happening. happening. And I love that at the center at 12 Oak Growth and Renewal Center, you can go in as deep as you want or you can just dabble. Exactly. So you can try Reiki for healing. You can try a relax and restore yoga uh, with a little bit of meditation. You can take one of these many workshops that's offered. So it's, it's not an all or nothing. There's ways to kind of get your, your toe in the water and just start. And that's absolutely right. And I never like to push anything on anybody. I just offer you what, what would you like? What would, what, what feels right to you? Because it's not about me. Right, right. And Lisa's been able to create a really safe space and a very open space. When I saw how many Uh, providers of health and wellness modalities on the North Shore have come through Lisa's little beautiful space there. I said, I want to be a part of this movement. (laughs) What can I bring to this movement? And that's when we had this like brainstorm about blending her goddess workshop, um, a a smaller version of it. You know, we didn't want to, we wanted to do it in one day instead of four, four sessions and being able to talk a little bit about the style piece and the colors and adorning oneself to be more in alignment with who they are, who they truly are, their authentic self and their authentic style. It's that feeling you get when you feel beautiful in your clothes from the inside out. I think that's what the connection is. Really honoring that core. I was just thinking about how I met you. No, let's, let's hear about this. She's going to remind me. I was trying, I'm like, how did I meet Lisa? I realized I met you through our mutual friend, Amy Camerlin, who was one of my first students at Landmark in my very first literature class who through all these years, I've known her since she was 14 and she's known me since I was 24. And that's, and that's she exactly how us. we met because I was looking for a gentle right. yoga approach because, well, I'm not. She, re- she reminded me and I had forgotten that I used to do a relaxation response with her class back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it was something I'd learned from my grandmother, but I would shut the lights off and guide them through relaxing their feet, their ankles, all the way up through to the crown of their head. And I had completely forgotten doing that. And that's a real piece of the relaxation response mm-hmm. that we offer through meditation yes. at 12 Oak. But I was so fortunate to have that connection with Landmark and that Landmark actually sent me for training at the um, Benson Center. Oh, Herbert Benson the, out of Harvard. Yes. So I amazing was, work. That book is still relevant today. It's wonderful. Um, I was yes. able to take that training, but only a few years ago. But Amy remembered that we did that back in her class in the 80s. So it all comes Comes full full circle. circle. And I think that's the core of why I wanted to bring Lisa Kendrick Nichols 
today to talk with us because so much of the work that I try to do is community-based. Um, and this little center in Beverly Farms, this little, very little spot that's just like a little cottage is having such a profound effect on mostly women. Um, again, not that we're excluding men. Uh, but many men do do come, but it is it is predominantly women. But I have noticed that men have been popping in a little bit more often. We welcome you men <laughs> to pop in. And my husband, Jeff, when he walks into 12 Oak, he says, oh, I'm in sacred space. Yes, yes, he can feel it. He also, when he helped hang different things up throughout the studio and made sure that things were lined up perfectly, I think you've seen the tapestry of the wise women. Yes, yes. Going off into the, in, in, into the woods with their doves and different. What did he think when he was well, hanging that tapestry? He, I'll tell you what he said. It was a bit irreverent, but also <laughs> pretty funny. He looked up at me and he said, just what are these broads going to do anyway? <laughs> Where are they going off to? And I said, they're going off into the woods to cast a spell on you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's a great center. And I think there's so much power in um, having these local resources where when you're feeling like you need a rest and restore a recharge, um, a new way of looking at things that there is a place to go and be in community with one another and bridge that intellectual piece of knowledge with the feeling nature of things. I really want to say too, that it's, I feel like it's very important for everybody, but particularly women who are in roles where they're constantly giving mm -hmm. to fill their own cup. And I'm very conscious of making sure that it's affordable for everybody. Yes. So I never turn someone away. And I always encourage people, if you think you can't afford a work workshop, to still reach out to me because we can always do something. I think Lisa and I agree on this accessibility. Right. If I can use that word. It's really important. And Lisa... Uh, puts together like almost like a sliding scale structure. Exactly. It's really important that if you're feeling like you need to reconnect with your own spirit, with your own body, and Reiki is going to be a way to do that, she'll work with you. Um, if there's a workshop you want to come to, we'll work it out. Absolutely. Um, I think our workshop, we donated uh, a good amount of the proceeds to a nonprofit. So we're doing this work on behalf of women because we believe in it. And because we want to make it accessible and not to make this a public service announcement about how wonderful my services are, but that's what I'm trying to do with styling. To make I, it sustainable. Yes. I think people think, well, I can't hire a style coach. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not a CEO of a company. I'm not going to shop at Barney's. It's not about that. It's about tapping into this energy that we're trying to really hold this this divine feminine energy and then adorning yourself to reflect how wonderful you really are and that needs to be priced at a accessible price point. I was with a group of young women over the weekend and 
I was struck by their discussion about things that I hadn't thought of in my 20s, but things like the environment and how do our fashion choices affect the environment. And I, I I'm was, so glad I, they were I having that conversation. I so excited to hear about that. And I thought of you. I think the age group of the people you were with, so they're in their 20s in their and 20s. 30s, um, they're, they're much more focused on this because the environmental issues are so going to impact them and their children. Um, and I think that the secondary market, for example, which is the vintage market or the right. second hand, is such a viable option. Mm -hmm. And it's such a fun way to express oneself. And so I'm all about if my clients want to use that as their vehicle for obtaining their wardrobe, let's go for it. Let's keep those things, you know, in circulation, if you will. That was actually part of the discussion was, and I was in Maine, and they were talking about all of the vintage stores that they like to go to. Yeah. And, and they were complimenting me on my dress. And I had gotten my dress at one of the local vintage shops here. It's great. I think there's a, a huge opportunity as we're tapping into um, this work with yoga and meditation and the divine feminine to really step back and think about our choices. And how are we honoring Mother Earth? I was, which is yes, the, that's the, the whole divine, divine feminine. feminine is our Mother Earth. We can talk about it from that perspective. Right. And how do we help our planet, you know, while we're still wanting to look nice and have nice things, there is a plethora of places to shop. Local, shop vintage, secondhand, make your own. Right. There's a big movement now for do-it-yourself, getting kind of some patterns and getting some vintage fabric and trying to pull something together, which taps you into your creativity, which is key. It really is. So... I don't know. I just love this. We're going to reconvene this Discover Your Goddess and Find Your Inner Style workshop. We just haven't come up with a date yet, but we'll post it. So that I can't will be wait for that. soon, like before the holidays, I think we'll do it. That would be perfect. Yeah, because that's a time of year also when I think people get a lot of gifts. They receive a lot of um, either monetary gifts or gift cards. So it'd be really nice to have people spending those dollars uh, in a more authentic and wise way. So to find out more about Lisa Kendrick Nichols at 12 Oak Growth and Renewal Center, she's also on Facebook and social media. Lisa, tell us more about how we can reach you. You can reach me on Facebook, 12 Oak Growth and Renewal Center, or Instagram, and I can receive messages on both sites. If you're interested in finding out more about our upcoming workshop, we will be posting that on my Facebook page, which is Lisa Ann Shrafa Santon Stylist, as well as on my site, which is lasswardrobe.com. And also follow us on Instagram at lass underscore stylist. Well, we're going to sign off, I guess. Thank you for and having I me. And I just want to give a shout out to my person who worked on my music that accompanies this podcast. It's like a, a lead in and a fade out. And his name is Peter Brafani and he is with Echo Season. And the name of the piece is called Flavors. And he does this wonderful work of creating music that is um, unique and you can own your own little piece of music. So... 
listen more carefully now. And he's on both Facebook and Instagram if you want to reach out to him. Echo Season. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Lisa. To find out more about Lisa's sustainable style, check out lasswardrobe.com.